Hi there, I'm Bree. I'm Bree. And thank you for listening to the Creepcast. If you want to share any stories or fun facts about topics we've t- discussed on our podcast, you can email us at the.creep.cast18 at gmail.com. And if that cramps your style, we also have Twitter, which you can find us under at castcreep. Both seeds are capitalized. We also have Instagram. <laughs> find us on the gram at the Creepcast, all lowercase. We also have the Facebook, because who doesn't have Facebook? And if you, you don't, us. you're a serial killer. I mean, serial killers have those too. I'm getting off Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> but our Facebook is The Creepcast with Brie and Burr. And we also have a website where you can find a link to all these lovely things and our Patreon, which is thecreepcast.podbean.com. Yeah. Thanks again. Hi there. I'm Brie. I'm Burr. And welcome back from The Creepcast. Zoom edition once again. Yay. Because fucking COVID. <laughs> And so this time it was a potential scare at my job. So keeping it safe, things should be fine. But we're, again, just erring on that extra side of precaution. Because mm-hmm. nobody wants to not work. Yep. Ain't nobody got time for that or the money for that. Yeah, exactly. We all pour here. We pour up in here. <laughs> if y'all would, you know, go on our Patreon sometime, maybe we wouldn't be so poor. No, I'm kidding. Wouldn't be as poor. <laughs> We'd be a dollar too richer. Yes. Also, I haven't quite figured out how we were going to mail people shit anyway, so finger gun. Kind of glad no one's bought our shit yet. Figure that out on the way we go. Yes. You know, because we're a disaster. Hot mess up in here. Hot mess express. (laughs) Don't know what we're doing. Can't stop this. It's episode 120, (gasps) y'all. Yay. It's been 20 weeks since our 100th episode. <laughs> oh, my God. That shit's wild. It is. It's never ending. We're just going to keep going and going until one of us can't go anymore. <laughs> then you're going to think that we're done, but then we'll just pop up and be like, surprise! Okay, JK, this is actually it. <laughs> we promise we're not dead. We'll just appear every few months. Yeah. Just to remind the world we're not dead yet. Plus, I found a hell of new material, so we're set for a while. I love it. I keep stumbling upon Wikipedia lists, and I'm like, well, and we're bookmarking that. I love it. And speaking of those Wikipedia lists, that's where I got this week's topic. The Tanifa, which is really fucking me up because it's spelled with a W and not an F, but there's an F sound. Mm Mm-hmm. Fucking... Great. <laughs> so confused. <laughs> so I thought I was going crazy in the beginning. We're all gonna struggle for a hot minute. Struggle blessing. Also the amount of underlining and note taking I've done like I did my pronunciations like two hours ago, so we'll see how this goes. Pray for us. Pray. Heavily. <laughs> to Satan though. Yes. Jesus stopped answering our calls. And Satan gives us cookies. Yes. So, <laughs> what is a Tanifa, you may ask? In Maori mythology, Tanifa are beings that live in deep pools, in rivers, dark caves, or in the sea, especially in places with dangerous currents or deceptive breakers or giant waves. They may be considered highly respected kaitiaki, or protective guardians, of people and places or in some traditions, as dangerous predatory beings which would kidnap women to have as wives. Because, you know, (laughs) women life. As we were saying last week, 
everything just wants to fuck us. <laughs> yeah. I'm a little bit over it. <laughs> but I'm going to keep picking topics that go on about it because literally <laughs> it's so hard to find a topic that doesn't have that. Women, natural disasters, of, like victims of disasters. There we go. Yes. Although it was kind of nice because the topic I almost went with kind of did a role reversal. So was here for that. Oh, yeah. But alas, it was too long. But moving on. Characteristics of the Tanifa. Uh, Atsia Tanifa appears as a whale or as quite a large shark. Compare the Ma uh, Maori name for the great white shark, Mongo Tanifa. In inland waters, they may still be like, uh, Jesus, I can't read. In inland waters, they may still be of whale-like dimensions, but look more like a gecko or a tuatara, tara. I didn't finish that H, so it looked like an R. Having a row of spines along the back. Uh, other tanifa appear as a floating log, which behaves in a disconcerting way. Suspicious logs are suspicious. I guess so. <laughs> I don't know about that log. Looks suspicious. <laughs> it looks suspicious to me. Maybe it's a coat. Oh, it's a big coat. <laughs> so... Some can tunnel through the earth, uprooting trees in the process. Legends credit certain Tanifa with creating harbors by carving out a channel to the ocean. Wellington's Harbor, uh, Tefanganua Tara, was reputedly carved out by two Tanifa. The petrified remains of one of them turned into a hill overlooking the city. Other Tanifa allegedly caused landslides beside like, uh, besides lakes, not lakes, besides lakes or rivers. Tanifa can either be male or female. Equality, yo. Uh, the Tanifa Are Te Uru is said to have arrived in New Zealand with the early voyaging canoes, and her 11 sons are credited with creating the various branches of the Hokianga Harbor. Sorry, that took me a second there. I was like, wait, what am I reading? So, yeah, so they're whales or sharks. Or lizards, or logs, and they sometimes big. they make shit. They big, they mad, they coming to get you. They out here eating everybody. I don't know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, as guardians, most Tanifas, or sometimes I'll say Tanifas because yeah, that's, that's how probably, I heard I, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm just fucking shit up. Don't mind me. No, you probably got it right. You're always right. I don't know about that. <laughs> that, seems, that seems suspicious. Uh, Do I most, act like it? Yes. Is it true? Probably not. Nah, nonsense. You're perfect. <laughs> and people wonder why my ego is so big. <laughs> You're all welcome. <laughs> Amber's the problem. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, most Tanifas have associated with uh, tribal groups. Each group may have its Nifa of its own. The Tanifa Uriya, I sure. should have pronunciation for that, so. Uh, it was associated with a guardian uh, with Mari people of the Haraki district. Uh, many well-known Tanais uh, uh, arrived from uh, Hawaaki. Sure, I'm going with it. Often um, as guardians of a particular- Ancestral. And Thank you, canoe. 
That's an awesome canoe. I want to see it. I'm here um, for it. <laughs> Once arrived in New Zealand, they took on a protective role over the descendants of the crew of the canoe they had accompanied. The origin of many other... Um, Tanifa? Thank you. Tanifa are unknown. Uh, when a com- oh, I'm sorry. When accorded appropriate respect, Tanifa usually acted well towards the pe- uh, their people. Tanifa acted as guardians by warning, warning of the approach of enemies, communicating information via a priest who was a medium. Sometimes the Tani- Taniwa, no, that Taniwa. yeah, Taniwa. Thank you. Yeah, uh, saved people from drowning. Because they lived in dangerous or dark and gloomy places, the people were careful to placate. Placate. What the hell is that? Like soothe or mellow out, like appease. Okay. Okay. Um, Tanifa. uh, With appropriate offerings, if they needed to be in the vicinity or to pass by its lair. These offerings were often of a green twig accompanied by a Fitting incantation. Thank you. In harvest time, the first uh, kumara, sweet potato, or the first uh, taru, taro, taro, or something like that, I think. Yeah. uh, Was often presented to the tanifa. Which I love that these things are like these big protectors, and they're like, here's this twig and a prayer. Here's a twig and a potato. Yeah. Listen, Needs sweet potatoes are kind of the tits, though. I haven't had a sweet potato in so long, and I used to love that shit. Put some butter, put some brown sugar. Mm. Sweet potatoes are weird to me. I like potatoes, but these are sweet potatoes. They're, they're so, orange. They're not <laughs> that sweet. Because even with just butter, delicious. Okay. I just don't have the patience to bake one. You just throw it in the microwave like normal potatoes. I know, but again... It's not the same. But you let the potato rest. I don't. It's not the same. <laughs> and even then, I don't like microwaving regular potatoes either. Shit takes too long. Stab the hell out of them, throw them in there for five minutes, you let the potato rest for a few, and God, what are you just talking about? And then you let the potato rest for a few <laughs> But yeah, so interesting, interesting offering objects. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Twig, mm-hmm. potato. Sounds like our kind of people. I mean, I'd be happy with a potato. Don't get me wrong. If anyone, I would not be mad if someone was like, as an offering of peace, I bring you this baked potato. Like, I would not be mad. Twig, on the other hand, I'm like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? (laughs) I need two to make fire, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) This is useless to me. Oh, Oh my God, a little bit. Um, Where were we? Here we go. Arising from the role of uh, Tanifa, as tribal guardians, the word can also refer in a complementary way to chiefs. The famous saying of the Tanoi people of the Waikato district plays on this double meaning. Waikato Tani, Taniwa Rao. Uh, Waikato of a hundred chiefs. Don't know what that means. But it's a hundred chiefs, so there's a hundred of them. It's Good a compliment. I don't know. Uh, or they just keep dying. That could also be a thing. Oh no! <laughs> I don't know. I you know me. I just like to throw in a little pessimism, pessimism, pessimism. 
They're actually all about pesto with me. <laughs> Pine nuts, if you will. Oh, I love you. I'll do my best. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Wheaty Himaida. Himaida? Yeah. Oh. Author of The Whale Rider says that he has a female, uh, Kai T. No, I'm sorry, Kai Tai Aki, which is Guardian. Mm hmm. Oh, the tawny bod named uh, Hine Taarike, who lives in the, uh, oh, I couldn't find that one. Uh, Waipawa River, maybe? Maybe. I, I tried, and Google's just like, I can't find you. Uh, the other Did you try website. that website I sent yeah, you? Yeah, and it's like, no, res uh, no thing, and I'm like. Yeah, there was a couple, yeah. It had most of the words, though. Um, it what did. was it? It was a Maori, or Maori, goddammit. I'm a white person, I'm sorry. Anyways, Maori Dictionary. Many thanks to that website because gotta give them a shout out because you that's how I did all of our pronunciations for the most part today. I like stumbled upon it and I was like, hmm. And I like looked up another word and had it. And I was like, this is the best thing ever. I need this for all languages. It was great. It was the tits. It was beautiful. You did, you did good. <laughs> we appreciate you. Thank you. So moving on onto the negative connotation as notorious monsters. In their role as guardians, Tanifa were vigilant to ensure that the people respected the restrictions imposed by Tapu. They made certain that any violations of Tapu were punished. Tanifa were especially dangerous to people from other tribes. There are many legends of battles with Tanifa, both on land and at sea. Often these conflicts took place soon after the settlement of New Zealand, generally after Tanifa had attacked and eaten a person from a tribe that it had no connection with. Damn. I mean, you do okay. you, Tanifa. Yeah. Always the humans managed to outwit and defeat the Tanifa. Many of these Tanifa are described as beings of lizard-like form, and some of the stories say the huge beasts were cut up and eaten by the slayers. Uh, when Hotu uh, Puku uh, Tanifa of the Rotorua district was killed. His stomach was cut open to reveal a number of bodies of men, women, and children, whole and still undigested, Ew. as well as various body parts. The Tanifa had swallowed all that his victims had been carrying, and his stomach also contained weapons of various kinds, darts, greenstone ornaments, shark's teeth, flax clothing, and an assortment of fur and feathered cloaks of the highest quality. What's up with that? So he dropped loot, is what this is telling me. Was he a treasure goblin? Or just some <laughs> kind of boss in a video game. That's what I'm getting from this. I like this. You know, RPG That's games great. where it's like, you know, you defeat an enemy and they drop all their shit. I like it. That's Random great. armor. Hell yeah. Come <laughs> on now. Upgrade your shit. Upgrade. So many Tanifa were killers, but in this particular instance, the Tanifa uh, Kaifare was eventually tamed by Tamure. Uh, Tamure lived at Hawaki and was understood to have a mere or, um, oh shit, I forgot to look this one up, uh, Podamu, uh, with powers to defeat Tanifa. Uh, the Manu Kao people then called for Tamure to help kill the Tanifa. Uh, Tamure and Kaifare wrestled and Tamure clubbed the Tanifa over the head. Although he was unable to kill it, his actions tamed the Tanifa. 
uh, Kaifa Ray still lives in the waters, but now lives on uh, Cobra, crayfish, and Feke octopus. Hmm. So, mood. That was a little tough section because it was like, name, name, name. And I'm like, oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> and sometimes I didn't have, like, enough space to fit everything. So, I'm like, having to do, like, under instead of over. And I'm like, shit, where did I write all this? We hate ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> so, going on to Nagarara, uh, Haurau, is a tanifa known from the midst of several groups of Maori in the Northern South Island. In most versions of the story, the monster eats several villagers and captures a young woman whom he keeps in a cave by the sea. Nagarara, Hauro, is eventually enticed to come to the local village for a feast where he is ambushed and killed by the villagers. <laughs> that would make me really upset. I would hate to be invited to a dinner and be excited to eat and then I was murdered. <laughs> right? Oh. I mean, I get like, this was not a good dude, but like, don't entice me with snacks. That's the worst way to go. Meanies. Yes. So, uh, in each version of the story, upon his death, the monster's tail detaches itself and is thrown far away into a body of water. In the version of Wainui Bay and the Takaka Mori, uh, Maori, the tail lands in the pool at the base of Wainui Falls. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know what that has to do with anything, but hey, there's a tail there. Yeah. Relationships with people. Sometimes a person who had been dealing with the Tanifa during their lifetime might turn into a Tanifa after they died. Ooh. Uh, this happened to, uh, ooh, did I miss this one? Titaha Otiriga? Uh, I would say Te Tahi Ote Brangi. That sounds better. <laughs> Uh, they, uh, who had been a medium for the Tanifa and had been rescued at one time by one of the creatures. Oh, shit, I missed another one. Tuheita. Thank you. Tuheita, an early ancestor who drowned, um, became a Tanifa, despite the fact that he had no prior dealings with the mythical beast. Sometimes relationships are formed between humans and Tanifas. Uh, Hine... Uh, Korako was a female Taniwa who married a human man. And uh, pa Pani was Pania. a woman. Thank you. Uh, was a woman from the sea who married a human and gave birth to a Tanifa. So basically, these bitches just pop out however they want. Either a human turns into one, or they are made up from other creatures, or they just marry in people. Which that one kind of fucks me up a little bit because I'm like, even with a, it being a female, like it's as big as a whale. Yeah. Why are you marrying a human man? They're, you're too good for them, girl. Don't lower yourself to that standard. Do they have human forms? I don't yeah, know. I, I don't I, know. I, baby? I would think so. Magic. Oh. Glamour. There we go. They blend yeah. in. I'm no folklorist, nor do I pretend to be. <laughs> All right, so let's see. In the legend, the Tani, uh, Tanifa of uh, Kaibera, Kaibera, three sisters went out to pick berries. One of the sisters which was particularly beautiful. Which is usually how that goes. Flowing long locks and pretty skin. Was it? There's a, they did an SNL skit with that where it had Jennifer Lopez and, um, they're like, we, like, they hid all the mirrors in the house, 
and then like so she couldn't see her reflection so she just they would just tell her she was ugly and stuff and it's like oh (laughs) and it was funny because then they like tried to shoot her but then like they shot off her sleeves of her dress so then she was like even sexier or whatever (laughs) that's great because the whole thing was like the major was gonna come over and pick one of them to be his wife and then, like, the two sisters are competing, and then, like, the like I said, J-Lo's character comes out, and she's all amazing. And it's funny, because then, like, the major steps in the house, he just goes, that one! <laughs> like, doesn't even, like, say anything. <gasps> I love it. Uh, it's great. It's great. It's so good. I'll have to shoot. I'll have to make you guys watch that one. Yes, that's that's great. But anyways, it. there's always the hot one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Tanifa caused havoc on all I'm sorry, on their walk back, and the sisters f- fled. The tiny walk caught the sit- sisters one by one, trying to capture the beautiful one. God. Sex. <laughs> it's like, oh, not the one I wanted. What did he do with the ones he, that he didn't want? I guess he would hold them on the side to make sure that he didn't recapture them, maybe? Maybe. To ensure or he catches them, the other ones use for bait. Yeah. <laughs> um... On succeeding, he then took her back to his cave. Many years passed. Turn the page as I throw it, apparently. What's this page? <laughs> uh, many years passed, and the woman bore the Tani Fa six sons. Jesus. I know, right? Damn. Uh, with three like their father and three fully human. She educated all her sons and, in particular, taught her human sons the art of war. Damn helping them to fashion and use weapons. The human sons then killed their t- three Taniwa bro- Tanifa uh, brothers and eventually their father. They all went back to their homes. Yeah, I just love that it's like, I don't know. How this makes sense that? to me? I mean, I'm assuming they're like teenagers and shit. But like, yeah, that's some harsh shit. Like, you're just going to raise your human kids to be like, Fuck that half of the family. We're going to kill them. We're going to escape. Right? It's just like, oh, I'll teach you all about these. What if their lives weren't even that bad? But I guess they they might be living in some dark, dank cave. Yeah. That might kind of suck. I don't know. I don't know all the details. Boy being still kind of shitty on the human side. Mm Mm-hmm. So, going into modern controversy. uh, in In more recent years... Tanifa have featured prominently in New Zealand news broadcast due to Tanifa spirits being referenced in both court cases and in various legal negotiations. This is the kind of shit I'm here for. Yes. (laughs) This is what I'm talking about. Law and order Tanifa. (laughs) I love it. Tanifa unit. Get Olivia Benson on this shit. I don't know. She specializes in in much darker things. But here for it. So, beliefs in in the existence of Tanifa have a potential for controversy where they have been used to block or modify development and infrastructure schemes. Again, I see nothing wrong with this. Yeah, yeah. In 2002, Natinaho, a Maori tribe from the Mere Mere district, successfully ensured that part of the country's major highway, State Highway 1, be rerouted in order to protect the abode of their legendary protector. This Tanifa was said to have the appearance of a large white eel. And Natinaho argued that it must not be removed, but rather move on its own accord. To remove the Tanifa would be to invite trouble. Television New Zealand reported in November 2002 that 
Transit New Zealand had negotiated a deal with Nadi Naho, under which concessions have been put into place to ensure that the Tanifa are respected. Some, like the journalist Brian Rudman, have criticized such deals in respect of secretive Tanifa, which rise up from swamps and riverbeds every now and again, demanding a tithe from Transit New Zealand. Again, I see nothing wrong with this. Let the yep. fucking Tanifa have their fucking space. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe stop building so much shit. So in 2001, another notable instance of Tanifa featuring heavily within the public eye was that of a proposed Northland prison site at Nafa, which was eventually granted approval through the courts. Uh, Maori academic Ragi Nui Walker said that in the modern age of a Tanifa was the manifestation of a coping mechanism for some Maori. It did not mean there actually was a creature lurking in the water. It was just their way of indicating they were troubled by some incident or event. I mean, okay. Okay. Or how about stop fucking up our lands or their lands? I should say I'm not from New Zealand. I am not a Kiwi. I have a little gold Kiwi. <laughs> I oh. found it from when we found it years ago and I bought it. I love that little that. itty bitty little Kiwi. That's awesome. I'm here for it. So my last bullet point. Uh, so in 2010, there was an episode of Destination Truth. I don't know why I said it like that, but you know. <laughs> Destination Truth. Oh. If that's not how that show goes, I'm upset. So where Josh Gates and his team went looking for the Tanifa, but turned up no good evidence. Why not? I well, feel then like again, you should listen to Siren Head and mind your own business. Yeah, mind your damn business. <laughs> <laughs> Leave the tiny file alone. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, I don't know. Like you said, I do like those kind of shows, though. What is it? What's the one that they're always like trying to find Bigfoot? Oh, um, something monsters. I don't know that shit, and that's like a bunch of like I love it southern like woodlandy dudes, and I'm like, okay, I'm kind of here for this hillbilly bullshit. It's great. I love it. I love it. It's, let's see, one's something Bigfoot. The other one's searching for monsters. I love them all, though. I was just yeah. like, y'all ridiculous, all of it. Give me more. <laughs> I know, like, give me, well, that's a lie. Don't give me a television show where I hunt down monsters because, it's one, not I'm not an outdoorsy person <laughs> at all. My ass would be like, where is the Wi-Fi connection? <laughs> I need to charge my phone. <laughs> I need Starbucks. There, I need a latte. There's Starbucks around here. <laughs> My feet hurt. What do you mean I have to sleep in a tent? <laughs> no air mattress. Oh. <laughs> My bougie ass rolling up in like a camper. I love it. Be like one of those um, buses on the We're Here show where drag queens go to all the towns. Bob's is a giant purse. <laughs> it's great it's my favorite <gasps> my goal is to be that extra when traveling you don't want to be like pete from uh a, a uh like a, a goofy movie where they show goofy in a, like a little tent and shit like that and then he comes in like this huge ass rv and a pool pops out on the side oh, yeah. from a bowling oh, yeah. alley and shit absolutely i don't know about the bowling alley <laughs> i've never been much of a bowler but <gasps> that all of it. <laughs> so yeah, never mind. National Geographic, don't give me a monster hunting show. It's not worth it. Just give her the camper. 
we're all for it. Oh, like, I would kind of do ghost hunting, but even then, I'm too much of a wuss for that shit, too. That's okay. I got you, boo. I'll make sure that you have a, a water bottle full of holy water and a big old thing of salt. Yes. <laughs> just, you just see me, like, trailing the salt behind me. <laughs> Refill. <Okay>. Refill. <laughs> Word forbid it's a house someone, like, lives in. They're going to be like, how am I supposed to clean all this out? Up? Not and my problem. Like, <laughs> like, this house is clean. And then I leave. <laughs> zigzags and shit all over the floor <laughs> if i was you i wouldn't sweep that up what the fuck am i <laughs> enjoy <laughs> i've done my job pay me <laughs> oh. i love it moving to popular culture uh the power rangers dino charge episode deep down under mentions the tanifa myth but identifies it with a uh with such Scytho? What's that word? Cryptids. <laughs> no, I can't say shit. <laughs> I can never say this one. I know, but that one I don't know why. <laughs> I get to this word and my brain's just like, oh, well, we've read it and done it a million times. It's time to go dead. <laughs> yep. Uh, cryptids as the Loch Ness Monster. Which that I don't, like, I get is like a sea monster, but like it's not even in the same region. I don't know. Fucking Power Rangers. Get your shit together. Go, go, Power Rangers. <laughs> um, in the song, Dirty Creature by New Zealand art rock group, Split Ends, uh, the Tani Fa is described as rising from the river of dread and paralyzing its victims with tentacles on the brain that blind and gag their wits. That's metal as hell. We metal as fuck. In the first episode of the second series of Wellington Paranormal, the police investigate missing fishermen uh, around Wellington Harbor and in- encountered two tawny foss. See, this is the kind of shows I need. I, how do I get international channels? I want other countries ghost hunting shows. Right, because I'm tired of, like, I already binged through all of Ghost Hunters, and Ghost Adventures just doesn't do it for me. Mm -mm. Uh, Tani Fa is a legendary creature in the trading card game Magic of the Gathering. I know. That's uh, one one reason I was, like, kind of bummed we didn't do this episode where we were recording in person so we could, like, stare Austin down. I know. I tried asking him, but that was during nap time, and he's not very helpful during nap time. He barely remembers who he is during nap time. (laughs) Useless. <gasps> um, in the 1840, in 1847, the Masur, Masasar, oh, wow. I don't know. Uh, Thor, there Tani, we go. Masasor, Masasor. Uh, Sorus, Yeah. Uh, first discovered in New Zealand, was named for the Tanifa. Ooh, uh, dinosaur shit. I know, right? I tried looking that name up, and it also said Antarcticus after it. So, like, it, yeah, but it said Antarcticus after it. So I was just like, where the fuck is this extra shit coming from? And then I looked at it, and it says, like, the Tanisaurus, Tanifasaurus, and I was just like, and then Antarcticus. I was like, I didn't even put in Antarcticus. Where, where, what is this? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they found something similar in the Arctic. Maybe. But it was, you know. I don't know. That's intriguing. I'll have to look into it. Again, I'm not a paleontologist either. 
Which I'm not a lot of things. But I'm a bitch. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Just bust out <laughs> fucking Alanis Morissette. I love it. Wait, no, that's not Alanis Morissette. Who the fuck is that? <laughs> Meredith Brooks. Meredith Brooks, okay. I don't know okay. why. Well, I mean, you know. Alanis Morissette is just my every answer for a female singer of the 90s. I mean, facts. So. <laughs> it's my go-to. Meredith Brooks, though. Yeah. Gotta be correct. Mm-hmm. All right. And that leads us to our last one. In the movie Once Were Warriors, the character Grace Hickey uh, mm-hmm. can be, be seen telling her siblings a story about Tanifa outside the family home. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Another movie I haven't heard of. But, you know, again, this is a New Zealand creature, so very rarely are we ever going to get to hear about that kind of shit. Yeah. Which is bullshit. Uh, I want to know all the things. Bullshittery. I want to be where the creatures are. <laughs> right? I keep all my papers behind Austin's monitor so he can't yell at me. <laughs> he hasn't noticed yet. He's um, playing games so he can't hear me. <laughs> I love that. So, but yeah, so Tanifa is very different, you know, and it was kind of cool. Like I said, I'm, I've been trying to like branch out to other cultures. So that's why that like list of creatures is like a godsend because now I'm like finding more shit. Mm-hmm. You know, New Zealand, I don't think we've done really well. No, Grootsling, I think, was Africa, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, we had wanted to do the Bunyip, which is from Australia. Mm-hmm. But I think we just couldn't find enough information, information on it. Yeah. But yeah, so like you said, it's kind of fun trying to delve more into other cultures. And then, you know, once in a while, go back to white people shit. But, you know, it's not all about the white man. Got to get all the other indigenous cultures out there. Hell yeah. Because it's much more interesting than ours. Mm-hmm. Rich, more cool stuff plus i love like random things like there's one chinese one that i want to do but i think it has to be part of like a multi-topic episode where i have more than one thing because i think it was like shorter but okay. it was pretty fucking weird and i can't wait to get into it oh no <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know me i love finding all the weird shit to where like i'm like i cannot wait for you guys to read this is it gonna be another seth kind of episode that uh no not that bad but pretty weird still oh good god not not that level of jizz wars (laughs) that one topped everything oh my god that was i just i just remember typing that episode and be like this shit has everything i cannot wait for you guys to read this that was great i lost my mind and i couldn't even read it austin had to it was great I (laughs) i love it but yeah so I guess we'll wrap it up. Got nothing else going on. Do we have any other questions, comments, concerns? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know. The only thing that really like messed me up is like that they marry in humans and shit. And they're like the size of a whale. That doesn't sound safe to me, but whatever. As I would say though, following the line of Siren Head, I'm going to mind my business. Mind my business and move on. (laughs) So yeah, so rate. Subscribe, follow, donate, and have a spooky night, even though it's November, but fuck it, you. It's always spooky. Always spooky. Always spooky at the Creepcast. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.